At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Always follow the, follow the money. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. We are off and running on a Tuesday morning alongside Sean King. I am Tim Murray. We are sitting in for Mitch and Paul once again on this lovely July morning here in lovely Las Vegas, Nevada. The Home Run Derby in the Rearview All-Star Game in Seattle tonight. We had some news coming out of the Vegas Summer League, which we'll get to momentarily, Sean King. And we also have... Breaking news late yesterday that Pat Fitzgerald, the head coach of Northwestern, is out amidst hazing allegations there at Northwestern, which we certainly will hit on in this hour as well. But first and foremost, Mr. King, wouldn't be the start of the day without saying good morning. How are you, sir? Good morning. How are you, Tim? I'm excellent this morning. I'd be better mm-hmm. if uh, Dimitrov and Berrettini would not have fooled me yesterday <laughs> as... I played them both to win their matches at Wimbledon. They both came out. Dimitrov versus Rune won the first set 6-3. Berrettini versus Alcaraz won the first set 6-3. I had formulated a nice text to hit send to send to Tim Murray. And then they both, I think, uh, lost three consecutive matches in a row. So I thought I was going to be somebody, but I ultimately ended up being a nobody as far as Wimbledon is concerned. But Julio Rodriguez did get home my first-round matchup that I gave out yesterday as him as the underdog. Mookie Betts, not so much. But I knew that was doomed when when Mookie Betts said, I don't think I have a chance at all. Yeah, we'll get to uh, what he said uh, live yesterday uh, prior to that in a little little win some and lose some. But, yeah, the home run (laughs) derby, uh, entertaining last night. By the way, speaking of which, I was all ready to send a clip to producer Luke, because when we were doing our best bets last night, you had the Julio Rodriguez matchup. Good call mm-hmm. by you. Went off for 41, so I was a plus 150 hit. And then we both had Mookie Betts, which was a, a straight just doo-doo play. Uh, no doubt about it. Uh, but we were just going back and forth on on outrights. I said, what about your guy, Randy Rosarina? That's a Ray. You're like, I don't know. I don't know if he has the stamina. And he's there with 30 seconds to go, Sean. He has to hit five home runs, and he comes up, I believe, with three. So Vlad Guerrero Jr. gets the victory. Pretty cool moment, by the way, the fact that he and his dad have both won the home run derby. That is... uh, that was pretty neat to see That's that come pretty to fruition dope. last Kinda night. Kind of disappointed that Senior wasn't there, but I guess Seattle's a long way from Cuba. It's a long flight. He probably doesn't <laughs> like to fly. Well, hold uh, on. Having said that. Having said that, Vlad Guerrero Jr., ESPN, born in Canada, not Cuba. I, I know C's, right. it's they, hard the, to figure that out, but Canada. The statistic they put up. up north, Cuba. Said differently. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I will say this. Hat tip to Vlad. He probably wasn't the deserving winner, but he got the most favorable draw. He did. 
because he didn't really did he even hit 30 in any round i don't think he did and he kind of just kind of cruised through because his opponent wasn't very good well he got well, so he got mookie yeah, Mookie. and then he got Mookie. Just, just, just say no. Mookie, next year. Mookie's just up there. Just say no. He's just Mookie. taking hacks like he's just, and they're, they're on the 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 dude throwing him the the home run pitch is like you could use your timeout. He's like, I'm good, I'm good. Just uh, as soon as I saw the pace, because you were you were watching like Julio Rodriguez and his uh, his pitcher Sean was just perfect just right right in the groove spot he's hitting you know just tater after tater and Mookie's up there taking his time just. Couple easy hacks. Yeah. Couple. I'm like, all right, we're. This we're, is one of those totally moments, done. Tim, where I wish you could cancel a ticket in gambling. <laughs> well, the funny thing is, Sean, because you know, uh, you and I were on Mookie bets uh, to to win his first round matchup, and last Thursday night on Veasan Primetime, you were out. Jared Smith, our good friend, was in, and he was, you know, giving the dissertation why it's going to be Mookie bets, and he's texting me like, "Ah, oh, Vlad Guerrero left the door open." I'm like, "Yeah, here we go. We're going to get nope." I thought the same Mookie's thing. Mookie's up there eating a sandwich. Like. And after, after after swing 15, when Mookie <laughs> had like one, I was like, it's probably not going to happen. Yeah, we were uh, we were in trouble there. Um, I was all excited for Adley Rutschman. He opens it up. He goes to the, uh, to the he starts, he hits the three minutes on the left side, hits, I think, 21, switches to the right side, hits six or seven, seven bombs. Eight, I'm I like, think. damn. I'm like, Adley. And then Luis Robert comes up. I was like, nah, I got a big fella. Yeah. I'm going to hit 28. But uh, an entertaining uh, home run derby. I wish we could have won a little bit more money, Sean. But uh, a neat story. His dad won the home run derby, Vladimir Guerrero Sr., in 2007, uh, he went to Twitter last night and uh, congratulated his son. So uh, certainly a neat moment last night. Uh, but uh, yeah, I thought uh, I thought we were going to have a little bit more luck. Unfortunately, uh, not the case. Uh, but uh, Vladimir Guerrero going to Twitter saying, what a performance. Proud of you, son. All right. We have a, a lot to get to. More on the home run derby. Uh, the, the, the odds of, of everyone who came through last night. Uh, we'll get to that and win some, lose some. We'll talk some college football today. Obviously, a lot going on with the Pat Fitzgerald situation uh, that just unfolded in Northwestern. We'll get to that. We'll have our thoughts on that uh, later on this hour. Matt Humans will jump on with us at 745 Eastern. Andy Staples, new gig for Andy. 8, 8 a.m. Eastern, he's going to come on. He's now with On3 Sports. And then uh, Will the Thrill, Will Hill, will join us at 9 o'clock. But, Sean, we got the Summer League going on here at, in Las Vegas, and uh, we saw the news, not surprising, Victor Wembanyama shut down after his two games. But the more interesting content coming out of Vegas yesterday was from the Portland Trailblazers general manager, Joe Cronin. Joe Cronin met with the media yesterday, and obviously the biggest story right now in the NBA is where is Dame going? Will he go to Miami? Could another team step in and trade for him but at the end of the day, the Portland Trailblazers is the one who currently have Damian Lillard. What are they going to do? Here's what Joe Cronin had to say yesterday to the media regarding the Damian Lillard situation. I think what I've learned more than anything is patience is critical. Like, don't be reactive. Don't jump at things just to seemingly solve a problem. Um, I think the teams that have ended up the, in the most positive situation post-trade have been the ones that have been really diligent and taken their time and been not been impulsive or, you know, the teams that really kept their urgency under control. So I think that's how my approach is gonna, has been with this and will be with this is we're going to be patient. We're going to do what's best for our team. Um, and we're going to see, you know, how this lands. And if it takes months, it takes months. That was the big quote right there. If it takes months, it takes months. And right now, the belief is, well, Damian Lillard's just going to go to Miami. That's where he wants to go. He might, Sean, but if you're the Portland Trailblazers, the package that has been reported is not good enough for Damian Lillard. Mm -hmm. Tyler Hero, there's no knock on Tyler Hero. He's a good player, averages over 20 points per game. But if you're the Portland Trailblazers, Sean, does Tyler Hero move the needle when you've got a backcourt that looks pretty darn good right now with Scoot Henderson, Shaden Sharp, and Anthony Simons? Why do you need another guard? So, also, you look at the picks that could be sent your way. 
likely, I think, two picks immediately can go to them. There could be some pick swaps. I understand that as a, a franchise, you want to do what's right by one of the best players in your franchise history. By the way, uh, Clyde Drexler, I think, had a little more accomplished time in Portland, <laughs> just to FYI. Uh, but Damian Lillard, hell of a player. And I, I like Damian Lillard. The situation hasn't been ideal. But how does this play out? And then when you look at the betting side of things, because the, the market is already baked in, he's going to Miami. Maybe. Maybe not. I don't know. Well, I think desperation, Tim, creates a different kind of motivation. If you look at when some of the other major deals in the last year have happened, James Harden to the Sixers, I think, happened in late September. Kevin Durant to the Suns happened in February. So these major trades, sometimes if you can just wait, you know, until we get into the season or closer to the season, teams get more desperate than they may be during the summer. So I understand Portland's stance. I would not give Damian Lillard up for pennies on the dollar. I would presume if he does end up in Miami, it includes more teams than just the Trailblazers and Heat. We will see how this all plays out. Yeah, I mean, there, there's a thought, and it's not going to happen because even though the, the uh, max contract hasn't come in for Jalen Brown yet, but there was a thought, you just trade Jamie, uh, Damian Lillard for Jalen Brown. And I heard someone breaking it down this way. Okay, let's... Let's say that's an was an option at some point. Would you trade Jalen Brown for Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson, Jaime Jaquez, and a couple draft picks? Hell no. Like Brad Stevens, like no. But what we have hang up the phone. So why, you know? And and there's people out there. We got to do right by Dame. Why? Why, it, why should the Portland Trailblazers I, do right by Dame? He's the one who signed the contract a year ago. I agree with you in principle, one hundred percent. Yet, in this specific professional league, historically, especially recent history, superstars that have publicly said, I, know. I don't want to be here, I want to be somewhere else, have kind of forced their way out. Oh, no doubt. And not all of them, in my opinion, have been fair market deals, where the team trading the superstar got fair market value in return. Let me ask you this before we hit a break. If you're... I'll just use Toronto, who has probably the firepower to get Damian Lillard. If you're Masai Ujiri, and this has worked already once for you when you went out and got Kawhi Leonard, he won the title, they won the title, and then he left in free agency. Damian Lillard's representation has said, don't trade for Damian Lillard, he ain't coming. Would you risk it if you're a Toronto and say, you know what? You've got four years left in your contract. You love playing this sport. He'll eventually come around. We'll see. <laughs> Patience. That is being preached by the Portland Trailblazers. That is Sean King. I am Tim Murray. We're in for Mitch and Paul. Win some, lose some. Unfortunately, Mookie Betts was in the lose some category for us last night. That's coming up next here on Follow the Money. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. 
Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is Follow the Money on VSEN. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vcin.com to check out the current betting splits data. Want to know where the money and bets are moving every game? The betting splits page is updated with DraftKings odds every 10 minutes, so you can see changes in all the action. Find out where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. You can check out not just today's action, but future events as well. Betting splits are another way vSIM is here to make you a smarter, better year-round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at vSIM.com. Alongside Sean King, I am Tim Murray. We're sitting in for Mitch and Paul here on this Tuesday morning on Follow the Money, top of the hour. Andy Staples from On3 Sports. He will join us to talk some college football. We're going to talk some college football right now with the one and only Matt Humans at Matt Humans 247 on Twitter. Working hard right now on our VEASAN college football betting guide as Matt will be taking a crack at the Big 12 and the Pac-12, but he's got a couple win totals outside of those two particular conferences that we're going to get to here momentarily. But, you know, Matt, we were just discussing it. Um, you know, the news regarding Northwestern, you are a person who bets the Big Ten a lot, uh, you know, and uh, when you look at Northwestern over the years, I would say over the full tenure of Pat Fitzgerald, usually you could get Northwestern as a as a dog, you know, and, and pretty profitable opportunities. But this just seems like a really challenging situation. Whoever's going to take that program over, they've lost 17 of the last 18 games. I looked at Circa win total at three and a half. I was telling Sean off air, man. I'm like, man, it feels super square to go under, but I don't know how this program, even if Pat Fitzgerald was on the sidelines, is getting to four wins this year. Yeah, you're right about that, Tim. I think this was a uh, debacle for the Purple Cats. And, uh, and Pat Fitz was a really good underdog coach for years. He's been there, or he was there, 17 years, but the last two have been terrible. Four and 20 combined record the last two years. And uh, this looks like, you know, maybe a two-win Northwestern team. you got to think that everything's going to fall apart here in Evanston. So uh, I'm, I'm not saying whether it's right or wrong that Pat Fitz was fired when I saw the story break. I said, well, he's going to be lucky to survive this. Probably not going to survive. And uh, that's the result. And I think it's going to be a disastrous year for uh, Northwestern football. That would be the third year in a row it's been a disaster for Northwestern. Yeah, I would agree, and I probably am, don't feel like I'm going out on a limb saying a uh, couple checks they don't have to write to Fitzgerald over the next eight years uh, made them feel a little better about the decision they came to as well. Mm-hmm. We're talking to Matt Humans at Matt Humans two four seven. So let's uh, let's stick in the the Big Ten uh, and Wisconsin. It's going to be a, a unique situation to see the Badgers this year, Matt, when you've got Luke Fickle stepping in. Uh, I thought that was a phenomenal hire to, to pull him from Cincinnati. He was very selective of, of where he'd ultimately go. He lands in, uh, in Madison. They bring in Phil Longo, so this is going to be a totally unique offense that we've never seen Wisconsin have before. They go to the portal, bring in Tanner Mordecai from SMU. Uh, they, they made some changes at the wide receiver position. Uh, win total sitting at 8.5 for the Badgers, uh, how are you looking at year one of the Luke Fickle era in Madison? Yeah, I, I think uh, I'd prefer to come on here and uh, give you a couple of unders on win totals. So I'm going to be a little square here and give you <laughs> a couple of overs uh, tonight. But I do like Wisconsin over eight and a half. I think this win total is a tick too low. A lot of times expectations get too high for new coaches, but I think deservedly so here for Luke Fickle. And the betting market might be a little bit low on the Badgers at this point. I think he's got everything he needs to win big in his debut here in Madison. The offense essentially returns 11 starters. If you count Tanner Mordecai, the quarterback from SMU, and Jake Renfro, the center, who was a two-year starter for Fickle at Cincinnati, you've got 11 veteran starters on uh, the offensive side. 
Mordecai had 33 TD passes last year for the Mustangs. He's going to be a major upgrade for a stagnant passing offense. And you're right, it's going to look a little bit different, but the Badgers are still going to run the ball. Braylon Allen, Ches Malusi, rank among the Big Ten's best running backs. The defense is going to return eight starters. You know Wisconsin's always solid on the offensive and defensive lines. It's going to be one of the best defenses in the Big Ten. Uh, I look, break down the schedule here. Wisconsin's going to be favored in six of seven home games, excluding Ohio State. I wouldn't be surprised if the Badgers upset the Buckeyes. Probably going to be favored in at least four of five road games, maybe all five. And Fickle catches a break here because Michigan and Penn State are not on the schedule. I project Badgers to go 10-2. and They could be a little better. A 9-3 and three I think would be slightly disappointing, but still enough to top this win total. I like this a lot, Wisconsin over 8.5. You know, I'm with you here. When you look at the non-con too, Matt, it's not very difficult. And as you alluded to, they do get the benefit of the doubt not having to play Penn State or Michigan. Uh, my question for you would be this. Can you go from what Wisconsin has been, as far as I can remember, to what North Carolina was on offense in one offseason? Well, I don't think it's going to be that drastic because it's still Wisconsin. And Luke Fickle's a defensive-oriented coach. So you've got two stud running backs in the big offensive line. They're still going to be physical and knock you around up front. It's going to throw the ball a little bit more. It's not going to be like a spread offense where they're going to throw it all over the field, uh, Sean. So I, I still think you're going to have – you'll have better balance and you're going to have more of a threat to the passing game, but it's not going to be a pass-happy offense. So – I don't think it's going to be a total transformation. But I do like this uh, this look at the new Wisconsin offense. And it works, too, because they missed Purdue with Aiden O'Connell. They missed Illinois last year. They graduated a lot of that talent to the NFL. I love the schedule. I think that's a great call, man. Well, and I think, mm-hmm. and I think Matt, as, as you play the, the win total game, and, and I talked about last night, or excuse me, last week, Oregon State, a play of mine. Look at the teams that come to Corvallis Let's get to your next play as we're mm-hmm. talking to Matt Humans. The schedule for Jeff Brom in year one at Louisville. My God, who did he pay off to get this? <laughs> no Clemson, no Florida State, no North Carolina. Uh, they do play Notre right. Dame, but they get them at home, and that's a, a non-con game, but we're looking at a win total sitting at eight. And, and look, Matt, I've heard a lot of people uh, that I respect in this industry say, Go over on Louisville. Jeff Brom is a tremendous coach. You're a Purdue guy. You know firsthand what he's able to to pull out. He's a great underdog coach. You know, look at the ass whooping they handed Ohio State. You know, a couple of years ago on that Saturday night in West Lafayette. So uh, Louisville's win total. I'm um, looking at it here at DraftKings minus one ten both ways on eight. How are you looking at the Cardinals? Yeah, I think there might have been seven and a half out there early, yeah. but uh, I'd still play this over eight. And I think the the weight. <laughs> For Jeff Brom's going to be worth it for Louisville in the big picture and uh, this first season, too. He's an aggressive program builder, an offensive innovator. He took over a pathetic Purdue team in 2017. He went 7-6 and six with a bowl win in his first year. He's going to inherit a better Louisville team here, a team that won eight games last season. And like you said, Tim, a hospitable schedule. When you break down these win totals, you get got to really look inside the schedules. This one excludes Clemson, Florida State, North Carolina. As you mentioned, three of the uh, top four teams in the ACC. Cardinals are going to be favored to win their first four games. Georgia Tech, Murray State, Indiana, and BC. So they should be halfway to reaching this win total by the end of September. I think the schedule might even end up being easier than it appears on paper today. Brom brought most of his key assistants from Purdue. He's already formed a pretty good quarterback depth chart. He's got Jack Plummer who played for the Boilermakers and Brown system before he transferred to Cal. He put up pretty good numbers in 12 starts in the Pac-12 last year. Uh, you look at the schedule, the personnel, Brown's ability to turn things around. Uh, I'm not going to be surprised if Louisville ends up in the uh, ACC championship game. I think Brown's got that type of potential here. Uh, and he's a bet on coach. So I'm going to go Louisville over eight. I agree. Even the rivalry game, Kentucky, that's in Louisville. They get an Indiana team whose win total sits at three and a half. You know, definitely the least talented team Tom Allen has had during his tenure there. This sets up for Brom to do amazing things in year one. Yeah, and they, I mean, look, long term, I know this is, we're, we're in an immediate now, but 
buying stock in Louisville, a program that's pumping NIL money into that football program left and right, uh, especially with the basketball program being down right now uh, and the, you know, the, the, the lost son coming back in Jeff Brom. Real quickly, Matt, before we let you run, uh, we only got about 30 seconds here. Scottish Open leading into the British Open. Any uh, plays for you in the Scottish Open? Oh, boy, I know Sean King loves to bet golf. <laughs> uh, let's see if we can find a winner this week. It's a, Lynx, it's a Lynx-style course. It's probably going to be windy, and I think it favors more of the European players uh, this week. I'm going to look at Matt Fitzpatrick, 25-1, to 1, Shane Lowry, 35-1. to 1, Those guys at Circa. And I got a bomb that I think uh, might hit the leaderboard, Grant Forrest, who's from Scotland. And uh, he won the Hero Open in Scotland two years ago. And he was uh, tied for fourth in the Irish Open two years ago. He's a 400 to one circus. So just a little pizza money on that that long shot there on Grand Forest. Matt, always a pleasure. Talk to you soon. Great stuff, Matt. You bet. Thanks. There he is, Matt Humans. Hey, this is VEASAN's Follow the Money on DraftKings Network. There's plenty more coming today, including Gojo, Dan Lebitard, and Ross Tucker here at VEASAN. We keep it rolling. Andy Staples going to join us to talk more college football. Top of the next hour. Always follow the, follow the money. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. Happy Tuesday morning alongside Sean King, Tulane, Green Wave. Great. In many people's eyes, the second best quarterback ever from Tulane now that Michael <laughs> Pratt has had a, a Cotton Bowl victory in his back pocket. Uh, but uh, we are happy to be filling in for Mitch and Paul. Happy Tuesday morning to everyone except Mookie Betts, who decided to, you know, eat a sandwich instead of compete in the Don't home run derby. Last- Don't be bitter. <laughs> Come on, Mookie. Give us a little attempt. Uh, but no, fired up. We just had Matt Humans on talking some win totals for college football. We're less than seven weeks away from the start of it all. And uh, let's talk to another man who knows a thing or two about college football and uh, has a new gig. So congrats to Andy Staples, who joins us right now on 3 Sports. Andy, appreciate you uh, jumping on with us. Congrats on the new gig. And uh, I hate to start with kind of the the bummer news, but you got to start there right now in this right now in, uh, in college football. Um, Northwestern, their win total sitting at three and a half, Andy. Pat Fitzgerald is out. We've discussed it already. You know, just the outlook in 2023. There already wasn't a ton of talent on this roster. I don't know if there's going to be transfer portal situations here moving forward, but uh, how does Northwestern kind of come together and, and have a competitive team in 2023? I don't know that they were going to have a very competitive team in 2023. <laughs> I mean, so their, their opener is against Rutgers. Remember, CBS starts doing Big Ten games this year. Their opener is against Rutgers on that Sunday at noon Eastern. So they were going to be a national TV game right out of the gate. This is a team that has not won on U.S. soil since 2021. They, remember, they beat Nebraska yeah. in Ireland last year. And then, you know, they, they did play some close games last year, but for the most part, they're getting blown out. And they, they you know, wiped out their whole defensive staff and, and revamped that. I do think there will be some transfer portal stuff. It, it's interesting, though, with schools like Northwestern. And I remember I had a, a coach, at a, not at Northwestern, but at a similar academic school, said, guys don't transfer as willy-nilly from a place like this because they did come here to get the degree. So they're going to make sure they get the degree from here before they leave. But I do suspect that there will be a lot of guys who sign with Northwestern to play for Pat Fitzgerald who at some point are going to decide to leave. But I, I will say I have a column going up on on three later today about this job. I actually think that the candidate pool for the job will be very deep because the Big Ten is taking a huge leap financially with its new TV deal. So all Big Ten jobs will be coveted, even the really hard ones. So that's, you know, in 2024, there's a chance they could hire somebody really great. But for now, this situation is not great because – you know, you look at the schedule, they've got Howard and UTEP are the two games that they definitely should win. Everything else is either a toss-up or a loss. So that that under three and a half, I mean, three and a half is actually pretty, pretty high to start with, it felt like to me. Yeah, even if, Pat, I said it last hour, even if Pat Fitzgerald was, you know, and none of this happened, I don't know if they're getting to four wins even with 
Pat Fitzgerald on the side. Yeah, because La- mean- Larry Scott and Howard Bison, I mean, <laughs> they're not looking at that game as an automatic loss. By the way, Ben Bryant. Well, that's right. I, I forget I'm talking to a, a dude from Tampa who knows Larry Scott. Absolutely. Who knows Larry, Larry Scott, not to be confused with the former Pac-12 commissioner. Yes. Larry Scott is recruiting royalty in the state of Florida. He is. So, yes, let us not discount the Howard Bison. I forget who ha- Howard played someone. They covered last year. I'm trying USF. To- yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah they, that's right. They were like only down a touchdown at halftime. Andy Staples joining us at Andy underscore Staples now with on three. Uh, you did a video on Twitter a couple days ago, and uh, I like where your mind's at because the Heisman Trophy, you, you kind of go through um, basically a process of elimination. All right, who's going to make the playoff and who plays quarterback? And then you can kind of f- go through the weeds there. Yes, I know. You know, uh, Devontae won it a couple of years ago at Alabama, but you brought up Carson Beck. What has been the talk about Carson Beck at Georgia? Because Stetson Bennett was the mayor of Athens and he leaves. But you got a guy who is a more highly acclaimed prospect than Stetson Bennett. What do you expect from Carson Beck as the guy at Georgia? And, you know, could we see some uh, Heisman Trophy possibilities there for Mr. Beck? Oh, Absolutely. I, I expect a really good season from him. And the argument against that, and then when that video came out, I, I got a lot of people say, you mean the guy who couldn't beat out Stetson Bennett? Guys, Stetson Bennett was good. I, I know that's hard for everybody to wrap their minds around, but Stetson Bennett was good and was more mature. We we had the the memes about how old Stetson Bennett is when, when the draft was going on. So he was more mature. He was ready to beat Carson Beck out. Carson Beck was not ready to be Georgia's starting quarterback. And, you know, I, I realize in this day and age when guys come in and start as freshmen, we expect you to be a finished product when you walk on campus. But that just wasn't the case for Carson Beck. And so if you saw him in the spring, he was polished. He was in command of that offense. I think they're going to throw the ball quite a bit more. Uh, they, they don't they're going to they're probably going to beat every team on their schedule. You know, they're going to be favored in 12 games. I know their over-under is 11 and a half. But Beck is going to to be in command of the offense. They have a very good offensive line. They should be able to run the ball fine. But, you know, you take Darnell Washington out of that offense, and he he supercharged the run game. He's a tight end, but he's essentially another offensive tackle on the field. He supercharged the run game. Now they're going to be playing with, with tight ends who are a little bit smaller. Uh, Brock Bowers is still there, obviously. Oscar Delp will, will be one of the guys. And those guys are going to be split out a little more often and they're going to spread things out a little more often. So I, I could, I could expect Carson Beck to put up some good numbers and on a team that probably should be 12 and 0 going into championship weekend. A question for me as good as great, not good, as great as they've been on defense the last two years, man, they've graduated a lot of talent into the National Football League. This win total sits at 11 and a half, which means you basically have no margin for error. Where is Kirby at as far as this year's defense? I think they feel very comfortable. Uh, you know, you look at the, the guys that were playing at the end of the, the TCU game, or well, basically the whole second half of the TCU, the national championship game. You know, they had the their younger guys, their less experienced guys, but you know, some of those guys have been kind of waiting their turn, like Nazir Stackhouse, the nose. He's been waiting his turn. Zion Logue is, a, is an older guy. Um, they are they are old enough, but then their best players are actually probably the young ones. Uh, Malachi Starks, who's a sophomore uh, safety, he's he's probably the best player on that defense. And it's it's kind of scary where they go from here because they do have some young offense or young defensive tackles that I think are going to work their way into the rotation, and they they can build the kind of depth that they had the last two seasons. Where by the end of the season, they look a lot like what you saw last year. Maybe not what you saw two years ago. That that defense two years ago was as stacked as I can remember a college defense being. But they're going to have guys, and and the way they've been recruiting. It, it's that depth is going to continue. You know, you notice Bear Alexander transferring from Georgia, going to USC. It, it reminded me a lot of they had a guy, uh, Jermaine Johnson, transfer a couple of years ago. To now, different State. positions. Yeah, yeah. Jermaine transfers to Florida State because he wanted to prove he was an every down player at Georgia. He would have been a rotation guy at Florida State. He's the ACC defensive player of the year. First round draft pick. Bear Alexander leaves, goes to USC at Georgia, Barry Alexander is a rotation guy, is, is you know, coming in, getting some snaps. At USC, 
he's the guy. You know, he's he's what they've needed on their defensive line. So that's the difference really between Georgia and everyone else. I, I think Alabama and Ohio State have a little bit of depth like that. Clemson on the D-line has depth like that. But that's really it. Andy Staples joining us on 3 Sports. Andy, I'm glad you mentioned Alabama because this is the most, I don't want to say fast. It is kind of fascinating this offseason for Alabama because – Everywhere you look, at least in our world, the gambling world, people are talking crap about Alabama, which is usually a dumb thing to do. But you look at the quarterback situation, whether it be, you know, Jalen Milrow, Ty Simpson or Tyler Buckner. You look at last year where they had a lot of, you know, fly by the seat of their pants victories, a couple close losses. And oh, by the way, they had the magic man playing quarterback and Bryce Young. Tommy Reese comes in, but I can't believe that you can actually buy low on Alabama. I mean, we're sitting here at Circuit, Andy. The win total's 10, which is yeah. kind of crazy, right? To win that bet, they have to win nine games, and they haven't done that since 2010. So what is your outlook on Alabama this year? Because it almost feels like you're actually getting mighty Nick Saban at a buy low opportunity. I think that's right. Their, their roster is as talented as anybody's. The question they need to answer is, do they have any special receivers in the tank? Because really, since the Jamison Williams and, and John Mechie. Mechie left, they have not had, you know, last year they didn't have somebody who was dynamic, who could separate. And we, we got spoiled watching them when they had Jalen Waddell and Devontae Smith and all those guys, because they always seem to have not just one of those guys, but multiple of those guys. They got to prove that. If that happens, I don't know that it matters who plays quarterback. I think they're probably okay. But it, it was interesting. I saw a clip. YouTube just popped this up for me yesterday. It was Ryan Kelly, the center from Alabama, who now plays for the Colts at SEC Media Days in 2015. They had five quarterbacks in the competition going into fall camp. That's not a situation you normally want to be in. Yeah. They won the national championship that season. So remember, the roster's great. We don't know about the quarterback situation, but if they get the the receiver part figured out, they're very deep on defense. The offensive line should be pretty good. You're you're right. There is value there. I don't know, Andy. I watched that Arkansas game, boy. If Milrow's not better, it's gonna be hard to get to eleven I, wins. I, in I don't know. It's gonna be Milrow, Sean. I was at that Texas A&M <laughs> game that he started. I'm not sure it's gonna be. Him. By the way. I'll say this, Andy, as a Notre Dame fan, if Tyler Buckner throws two touchdowns to the other team, I don't know if he's going to be allowed to come back into the locker room. So it is going to be fascinating, no doubt about it. Andy, congrats on the new gig, man. We appreciate the insight. Thanks, guys. There he is, Andy Staples on 3 Sports. Follow him on Twitter at Andy underscore Staples. Could Tyler Buckner, Sean, win the Heisman Trophy? We'll talk about Heisman (laughs) odds next. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Follow 
Follow the money. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSN. Hour three, good Tuesday morning alongside Sean King. I am Tim Murray filling in for the fellas this week here. Actually, Sean will be on morning duties all week long. I will return to VSIN primetime, 6 to 9 p.m. Eastern tomorrow night. It's the Midsummer Classic tonight, Sean King. The All-Star Game, American League and National League in Seattle, Washington. They played it in Seattle back in 2001. That was Cal Ripken and Tony Gwynn's final All-Star Game. Cal Ripken, uh, remember, uh, Alex Rodriguez pushed him to shortstop to play an inning at his original position. So uh, we'll be back in Seattle. We had the Home Run Derby last night. Congrats to Mookie Betts for not doing anything. Yeah, great showing, Mookie. Thanks, great Mookie. Great showing. Much, much appreciated. And the guy that he lost to in the first round, Vladimir Guerrero, won the home run derby and uh, joins his father as a home run derby champ, the only father-son duo to win a home run derby. I don't know if Will the Thrill has ever won a home run derby in his life. I would say he has. Will Hill joins us right now at not the Will Hill, who I believe will be uh, sitting in for us tonight on VSIN Primetime, and then he'll be sitting in with me uh, tomorrow night. Uh, will, your Little League debut, your Little League career, any uh, home run derby champs uh, in your belt? Oh, I don't think we had home run derbies in Little League, which is unfortunate <laughs> because I used, to, uh, I used to be able to, to stroke it a little bit. So, no, no home run derbies. You were like Adley Rutschman. You would be like, hold on, let me go to the other side of the plate and drop more tanks, all right? Um... But let's get to the uh, the Midsummer Classic here because uh, we're always looking for things to bet. Hell, we're the bet- betting network here. We are. How are you looking at the All-Star game tonight? It's a pick em, minus 105 both ways, uh, AL versus NL. And then the total, 7.5, juice to the under. So uh, what's your plan of attack for tonight's game? I like the under. I usually bet the under in this game. It's a cliche, but it's a cliche for a reason. Good pitching beats good hitting. And if you just think about the nature of this game, it's a lot of starting pitchers are used to going, you know, six, seven innings that come in for one inning and just empty the tank and want to, you know, impress. Nobody wants to be the guy to give up three or four runs. You're on the biggest stage here. So it's a lot of really good pitchers thrown really hard for just an inning or two. So that's a, a tough spot for hitters. You throw in the unfamiliarity factor where, uh, you know, there, there's interleague, so that's it, it's reduced a little bit. But look, if you're in the NL West, you're not seeing Garrett Cole every you know week, month. You're not seeing him a lot. So uh, that crossover, I think, makes it trickier for hitters. Plus, it's a five o'clock Pacific start, so you're going to be dealing with some shadows, especially early in the game. So to me, good pitching beats good hitting. I will go with the under. You do have some opt outs, especially with pitchers here, where guys are just skipping the game due to injury, due to whatever. You know, spending more time with family, which. Uh, worries me a little bit. Some of these guys that made the all-star game, like Senga from the Mets making the all-star team, it's like, how did he make the team? But uh, eventually you just run out of guys. But I'm going to go under under seven and a half. That seven's a key number. You know, if it's four or three, if it's five, two, the under cashes. Lean a little bit. I haven't bet the side. I would lean towards the National League. Though the National League roster just looks better. If you look at the rosters of like uh, who's opted out here for the American League or, or Judge is hurt, Trout is hurt. Uh, the pitching staff, they're missing McClanahan, they're missing Gaussman, they're list- missing Framber Valdez. That's a lot of ammunition that's missing for the American League and the National League lineup. Like, look, both lineups are really good, but the National League lineup, uh, you get all the Braves guys, you get Acuna, Betts, Freeman, uh, Arias hitting sixth or seventh. That's a hell of a National League team. I know they only bat once or twice, but uh, National League looks a little better. So might end up on the National League, but I definitely like the under. Yeah, you know Betts is going to go out and win uh, MVP tomorrow, tonight in the game, right? After letting us all down <laughs> in the whole run derby. He's going to hit three home runs tonight. <laughs> I will say this, though. Will, as you look at the game, do you have any dark horse potential MVP candidates historically? How has it been more pitchers? Has it been uh, position players? How has the MVP generally worked its way in this all-star game yeah it's a good question it's usually a position player that gets a big hit late it's it's funny everyone sort of has a chance to win mvp because again these these games are low scoring nobody gets more than one or like two at bats at most so you know if you get a big if if you go one for one with a double and it's at the right time you can win this award we have seen like the hometown narrative win the award i remember 
And I, I spent my whole day one day, it was actually 10 years ago now, trying to find Mariano Rivera to win the All-Star MVP because it was his last <laughs> All-Star game. And I couldn't get it. I could only get the field. I, got, I still got a nice number on it. But there is a little narrative with it where, hey, that was a low-scoring game. And let's just give it to Mariano because it's his last uh, appearance. There's no, I don't think, storyline like that. But you do see sometimes the hometown guy get it. I know Bieber won it in Cleveland a couple years ago where all he did was pitch a one, two, three inning. He might have struck out the side. But still, there is some hometown narrative with it. Uh, these are low-scoring games. Nobody gets a lot of at-bats. So uh, if you're asking who's live, pretty much everyone is live, which makes it fun. So you can go down the odds boards. Uh, and I haven't peaked the odds yet. They weren't up yesterday when I looked. But pretty much anyone is live. Anyone can get a big hit and win this award late. So take a shot. You can get some uh, You can get some good value. Anyone can win it. Well, refresh my memory. I know there have been some rule adjustments, changes. The outcome of this game, it determines home field. Not it doesn't anymore. anymore. It, it determines nothing. Okay. It determines who wins your bet. That's it. Yeah, okay. they got rid of it a few years ago, which it makes sense. It really didn't make sense for the, to play for home field advantage. There was a year where the NL won it, and the Cardinals ended up getting home field advantage in Game 7 of the World Series. They won like 82 games, and Texas had won 100. But the, you know the American League lost the All-Star game, so they didn't get it. So I don't know. It made it more fun when, when home field advantage was on the line. It made it more of an interesting game. They, the, the managers would use the pitching different. It was a competitive game. It was exciting. So I kind of liked it. It was like putting a bet on the game when you put home field advantage on it. I guess it just didn't make sense. So they, they did away with it. All right. So we're rolling under minus 120 is the juice available at DraftKings. That's the uh, the shortest juice that I've seen. A lot of minus 125s out there. Will Hill joining us at not the Will Hill. He's uh, hosting VEASAN primetime for us tonight. So we appreciate that. And he'll be with me tomorrow night, uh, 6 to 9 p.m., Eastern time. Let's get to a little NFL. Uh, you know, uh, biggest turnaround has been a discussion this year, and a team I believe has the shortest odds uh, are the Chicago Bears because they won three games last year. It seems like they're in a, a division that's very up in the air. Uh, but you know, you look at three and fourteen, their win total sitting at seven and a half. Will and while they they could improve four games and still hit the under on their win total, so are you uh, drinking some of this Chicago Kool Aid that they'll get things turned around this year uh, in the Windy City? I am not. I know it's a, a, an easy ish division. It's an easiest c- conference. The NFC wins are all inflated because the NFC is watered down. I like the under though. I don't see it going from three to eight is asking a hell of a lot. I'm not a big believer in fields. He's taken 91 sacks his two years. He gets hit a lot. Uh, I never like trusting a team where the quarterback gets hit that much, whether it's running the ball, whether it's taking sacks. You're one injury away from disaster in Chicago. And even if he stays healthy, you look at that team. They gave up the most points in the league last year. I think it's 463 points in the league. They were dead last in defense. They were uh, second to last in in yards per play allowed on defense. They gave up the third or fourth most sacks. So, they have a lot of issues, defense, skill position, offensive line. And then you have a quarterback that's getting hit all the time. And you know you can question his ability to throw and throw consistently. I don't know how this team goes from three to eight. I think people saw the development of Hertz and the improvement he made and say, hey, he was a running kind of quarterback. He improved. Fields is going to do the same thing. And Fields, look, it's pretty when it looks good. There's a little Michael Vick aspect of it when he can take off and run. Getting from three to eight, I think he's asking a hell of a lot. I think this team stays under and. There's, they're 25 to one to have the fewest wins in the league. I know Arizona is absolutely got off on their the, the rightful favorite, but hey, if Fields get, gets hurt early, PJ Walker's the backup. There's no reason you know this team can't be you know three and 14, four and 13 again. To me, Chicago is an under. You know, well, here's the interesting thing for me: the first time in Justin Fields' career, he'll have the same coordinator and head coach in the offseason. Remember, he was drafted by Nagy. They got fired after year one. Ibraflus and Luke Getze, I think mm-hmm. is the OC there, were brought in. So he was learning a new system, not growing and developing from the year previously. So that's what I'm going to be interested to see. How much growth is there now that he's in year two of the system? They added DJ Moore. They got better yeah. around him. Does the, what, what difference does that make? Well, you have a good eye for this stuff. What do you think of Fields? I mean, you have, does he does he pass the eye test for you? You have good opinions on this. I'm I don't ever think. think he'll be a refined thrower of the yeah. ball, but he has big-time arm talent. And the fact that he finished top 10 in the NFL in rushing last year and missed, what was it, four games, if I'm not mistaken, right. I mean, it speaks to his elite level of talent. So I think he'll be much improved. Uh, are they good enough defensively? I They, they were active in free agency 
I don't know that they're any closer to being above average yeah. on defense, but so, yep. I do think, probably a bottom ten defense. Yeah, I but think. I do yep. think they'll be fun to watch and be able to score points. Yeah, they were they were awful defensively last year. That was like an over an automatic over each and every week late in the season. All right, we'll we'll get you out on this one. Uh, no team is being talked about more this offseason, understandably so, than the New York Jets. Aaron <laughs> Rodgers comes in. Uh, we got to figure out a nickname for Aaron because we got Broadway Joe, so we'll, we'll work on that. Uh, but the win total sitting at 9.5. Some people believe that a team like the Bills may be taking a step back. There seems to be some uneasiness up there in, uh, in Orchard Park. So looking at the Jets, win total sitting at 9.5. Uh, longest drought. Postseason drought in major in major sports. Uh, how do you look at the Jets this year? I really like the Jets. I really like the over. I know it's always shaky trusting a franchise that has a habit for losing. But look, you're going to give Aaron Rodgers a, a good roster, a good defense. This team was seven and four. Barrios drops the ball in Minnesota that would have made him eight and four. And if you just look, uh, they were number one in the league in defense and yards allowed per play. They were second in, in the league in points allowed uh, defensively. And they did all this, you know, a seven and four record. They had probably the, the worst quarterback play in the entire league. And if you look at the schedule, yes, it's tough because everyone in the AFC has a tough schedule, but they have 10 games in their home building. They have seven on the road because one of their road games is against the Giants, which we know they share a stadium. So to me, the Jets are going over. I like this team a lot. Catch Will the Thrill. Great stuff, Will. Tonight on VSIN Primetime. He'll be hanging out with me tomorrow on VSIN Primetime. Will, appreciate it. Have a good show tonight. All right, thanks for having me, guys. See you. There he is. Will Hill, that's Sean King. I'm Tim Murray. The home run derby was last night, Sean. Mookie. Come on, man. Come on, Mookie. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 